I really thought one of the greatest things was helping a customer solve a problem. But that feeling multiplies when you help someone help a customer solve a problem. Hello, you're listening to the Purdue Agricultural Economics Podcast. I'm Ken Foster, professor in agricultural economics and one of the faculty hosts for the podcast. And with me is my student co-host, Shelby Whitaker. Shelby's a junior in ag com and ag sales and marketing shelby how are you today i'm doing well dr foster how are you i'm doing great i'm really excited for the end of the semester it's right around the corner i suppose you're probably busy studying for finals yes definitely am everything's kind of coming to an end so hoping to wrap up a few big projects and of course the dreaded final exams of course hey can you introduce our guest today absolutely so today we have amy marinsky she graduated from purdue university in 2003 with a degree in food industry marketing and management. She currently works as a senior director of Sales West at Grande Cheese Company and continues to come back semesterly to speak to the students of Ag Econ 331, which is Principles of Selling in Ag Business, where she previously was a TA for as a student. So welcome, Amy. We're so happy to have you here on our podcast today. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. It's a beautiful day to be on campus. Good. I love the great weather here in Indiana. Hey, Amy, can you tell us a little bit about your path from graduating with a degree in food industry marketing and management here at Purdue to your current role as a senior director of sales at Grande Cheese Company? Sure. So I actually started out in food science and then kind of found my way over to the business side of things because of AggieCon 331. I fell in love with a career in sales. So post-graduation, I worked for Philip Morris on the tobacco side of the company. I didn't sell cigarettes, but I did sell merchandising packages. And that was my one and only experience in retail. And I did that for about three years. From there, I went and worked for a frozen food manufacturer by the name of Fairmont Foods of Minnesota where I was the assistant sales manager and really was the liaison between our customer and our R&D department. We were a co-packer, so they would give us specifications, the products that they wanted to create, and we would create them and help bring them to market. I think of the food industry kind of as having three buckets or as a triangle. There's retail, which I had done right out of school. There's manufacturing, second job, and then there's This third part of the industry that is food service, where a lot of us spend our money, but we might not think about it. And for any of your listeners, what is food service? Well, there's two ways that we can eat. We either put the food on the plate for ourselves, which is purchased from retail and we eat at home, or there's this other part of the industry called food service where somebody puts it on a plate for us, whether that be in a stadium or at a school or what have you. And I realized that I wanted to round out my food experience. So I was moving to Iowa for personal reasons and did my homework and everybody said there's one food service company to work for in Iowa and it's Martin Brothers Distributing. So I called their vice president of sales and marketing and basically asked for a job over voicemail said, hey, I'm Amy. I graduated from Purdue in food marketing and I'd be interested if you have something in sales. And they called me back and he said, well, if you can cold call an employer, you can cold call anybody. I don't have a spot, but I'm going to make one. And that's really where I fell in love with food service. So I did that for six years, 100% commission-based sales position, selling food to restaurants, healthcare, schools, et cetera. After that, I went to Dean Foods for almost four years. I managed the Gordon Food Service account for them, selling class one and class two dairy, which in common terms is fluid milk and cultured product and ice cream. So think chocolate milk, sour cream, ice cream, all the good stuff. 
After that, I was at Ventura Foods for just a little short bit, as well as Dairy Farmers of America, managing their national business, places you might recognize by the name of Jersey Mike's and McDonald's. Did that for about a year and a half, but it always really admired Grande and what they stood for, and I had sold their product when I worked for the distributor in Iowa. Anyways, they had an opening, and so I applied and kind of got to work at what I consider my dream job in the industry. So I've been at Grande for, it'll be five years in January, and I run the half of the national sales team. I'm responsible for Ohio down to Texas, all the way out to the West Coast, including Alaska. And I have a team of almost 30 that I manage, and I'm responsible for all the sales. That's awesome. So you kind of have a really broad path of where you kind of have ended up now, but how has your background from Purdue University kind of helped you in this industry or prepared you for this path? Well, AggieCon331 really was where it all started. That is really the catalyst for my love and passion for sales. I just fell in love with it, really enjoyed being a TA. And so I mean, everything I do, I guess, kind of goes back to that. I was really fortunate enough to be a TA for that class, which taught me really about how the structure of sales teams works and the hierarchy when you start to talk about regional managers and sales associates and and managing um, everything that goes into taking care of the operator. So from a business standpoint, I would say that. I had some extracurricular activities. I lived at Shoemaker Cooperative where I held a number of different offices, which helps you learn how to work with people and respect people. So Shoemaker was big as far as A, learning how to cook for a large group of people, which helps in food service, um, but also just in how to manage a, an organization and keep everybody working together. So were you involved in any other activities here at Purdue that had an influence on your career choice or your maturity to face the job market? So because I codoed halfway through, I carried a pretty heavy course load every semester, so I didn't get as involved in the clubs and organizations around campus. I was very involved in Shoemaker, and I also interned out of state both years, and I was still pretty active with the farm back at home and helping my brother and sister with 4-H. That's great. So kind of going back to your career path and everything to where you are now, what sort of challenges have you experienced within the food industry specifically? Yeah, so a lot has changed. Obviously, one of the biggest ones facing the industry today is labor. Not only has it gotten expensive, but it's gotten very hard to find. So when you are out with customers and trying to help them solve for their opportunities or their challenges or gaps, a lot of it has to do with labor and either motivating current labor or finding it, you know? And so that's probably one of the biggest things. Another large thing that has changed, particularly the food service industry, is online ordering. So it used to be that most restaurateurs place their order with a sales rep every week on the same day with a distributor sales representative. Now a lot of accounts place their orders online and a lot of the time spent with distributor sales reps is really more on the consulting side of the business, whether that be looking for a different product or helping with a process menu analysis, et cetera. So those are probably two of the biggest things that have changed for the industry. And then probably lastly is just The consumer demand, whether you're talking about the volume, the pace, the different day parts that consumers eat at now, the demand for a story, they want to understand what they're eating, where it came from, how it all came to be. So there's just a lot of demand from the consumer that maybe wasn't there as evident years ago. Absolutely. So you have all these experiences and you're observing all these changes taking place in the food industry. 
What's that mean for students and what sorts of skills and abilities they need to be developing for themselves to be better prepared for that market? Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people, I think it's pretty obvious you have to be adaptable and agile to things, right? And and be willing to kind of roll with the punches and make lemonade out of lemons. But I think if you go one step back from there, it's about being proactive and being very observant. What's happening around you? Where can we get more efficient as an industry? What opportunities do we have to help kind of solve a gap or solve a challenge that a that a business part is experiencing. You know, everything moves so fast now with social media and all of that that you really have to be cognizant because every plate of food that a restaurateur puts out could end up being a make-it-or-break-it plate or an experience. And so I think it's just, you know, I tell the students all the time, you have multiple classes, you have multiple projects, you have multiple tests, you have big things happening all at once. That's the real world. You know, my boss is asking for a report. I have a distributor that I'm doing a big presentation for and a customer that we're trying to grow the business with and making a big sales call all in the same day. That's very normal. So all those professors that seem to get together and they want everything due on the same day, that's real life. That's how work works. <laughs> we don't do that. By the way. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> So what does kind of a day in the life look like for you in the sales leadership role that you have? Yeah, so a day in life, even that's changed during COVID. It used to be a lot of conference calls. Now it's a lot of video calls, which has really helped with the camaraderie across our leadership team at the organization because you get to see people eye to eye. But my days are spent doing a number of things, usually coaching my regional managers who then coach their sales associates, which that's always interesting, leading those that lead others. It also includes building strategy for our field team, consulting cross-functional teams, whether that be operations or engineering or marketing, and just the overall vision and strategic long-range planning for the organization. Absolutely. And I know you said you didn't start off, obviously, in the food marketing kind of side. You were more food science. Is this where you expected to be today, kind of in a leadership role like this? Or So here's a fun fact. My goal was to be vice president of a sales organization and not manage a single person because I really didn't want to manage people. However, now I find myself in a role where I'm 100% management. I really thought one of the greatest things was helping a customer solve a problem but that feeling multiplies when you help someone help a customer solve a problem so you know I treat my team a lot like I treat customers I love removing obstacles for them or getting them the resources they need to then help our customers grow the business and you watch multiple people grow and multiple businesses grow and it's just really really rewarding so no if you would have told me 15 years ago that I would be managing a sales team I probably would have laughed at you but I can't imagine doing anything else now that's awesome great Amy you come back to Purdue quite regularly to help in the classroom and you did it as a student as well and first just thank you for doing that because it's really important for our students professors can teach a lot of great stuff in the classroom students listen to some of it but when somebody comes back from industry and reinforces it it sticks so just thanks for doing that but maybe dig a little bit deeper into your motivation for doing that and also i think i'd be curious to understand how you've seen students evolving over the years from your experiences with them in the classroom yeah so the reason i come back is really twofold the first is and i made mention of it when we first got started 
AggieCon 331 is really what lit the fire for just an incredible career that's provided an amazing life and life experiences for me. I've gotten to go places and see things that, you know, you wouldn't have thought of like, I'm a graduate of a pizza university. Who would have thought that there was pizza university, right? (laughs) That's great. (laughs) It is. But I really want to give back to a program that taught me so much. I use the things I learned in AggieCon 331 every single day. And I teach those same principles now to my team. So that's the first part. The second part really is about a significant passion of mine, and that is I was an ag kid, grew up in ag, but I didn't really have a farm to go home to, but I wanted to stay close to agriculture. And there's such a great opportunity within the food industry and specifically food service. We admittedly, I don't think we have done as great of a job as we could to be a career destination. Typically, People that say, I'm going to be in food service are chefs that are going to culinary school. Uh, Everyone else kind of happens into it, kind of like I did. And so I want to come back and give visibility to the food service industry, particularly to those students in agriculture that want to stay close to ag, but maybe don't want to go into production ag or don't have production ag to go home to. As a great industry to build your career in, it's a lot more than making pizzas or flipping burgers. You know, we have accountants and we have engineers and we have supply chain and logistics and operations and sales and marketing and so just to bring awareness to this incredible you know billions of dollar industry that you can build a really great career in. That's great I was a student at AgEcon 331 last semester and I think it's so unique it's a course that you take through the Ag Econ department, but there's so many different majors that are in it from other marketing and other sales people from Daniel's School of Business. And you can really just see how there's so many different opportunities that people just aren't apt to seeing, but having speakers like you who come in, it's really great. Can you share any memorable or unique experiences that you've had specifically in your careers? Sure. There's been a lot of them. Pizza University is probably one of those top things that was really fun. You know, I've had the privilege of going to a lot of different events, whether that be the International Pizza Expo, distributor food shows, which are really fantastic. But at the end of the day, my favorite experiences are still just standing in the back of a kitchen elbow to elbow with an owner operator that is trying to find a solution or make a better product or help with the labor gap. Those are still probably some of my favorites. The food industry is obviously a very fast-moving, growing industry. Do you have any future goals or places that you see that industry going? Yeah, it's it's interesting coming from the girl who, again, was going to you know be vice president of sales and not manage a person. The doors have really opened in terms of, of what I want to do. I had a really great conversation with our CEO and he said, you know, there's two roles within a company and you're either building the business or you're building the organization. And sales is definitely building the business. You know, you are literally building the book of business that that organization operates from. I now have gotten to experience building the organization and I don't know where, you know, that will end up going, but I actually think of it bigger than that now. You know, it's part of the reason why I come back to Purdue. I'm active in Women in Pizza, which is a really great organization. But it's really building out the industry now, whether that be bringing new, fresh talent into the industry, retaining the talent that we have, just continuing that passion. And I don't know where that's going to take me, 
but I know that the horizon is bright within the food industry because everybody's always going to have to eat. So there's always going to be opportunity and palates change and choices change and the vehicle at which we like to consume food changes. I mean, who would have thought you could have just about anything delivered, you know? 10 years ago, it was Chinese or pizza. Those were your two choices. And now you can have anything delivered. So I'm just very happy to be in an industry that continues to change and will offer me opportunities that I probably can't even dream of today. Amy, thanks so much for being with us. This sounds like an exciting career. Anytime you talk about things like pizza games and pizza university, I think I'm all in. <laughs> so thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate your insights for the industry, for us, and for our students. You've been listening to the Purdue Agricultural Economics Podcast. You can visit the department at www.agecon.purdue.edu. You can follow us on Facebook, and you can like us on X. Thank you.